been some pretty bad accidents on this road over the years. Started back in the 50s. Supposed to be a bad cop. Used to stop people here. That was the last you'd see of them. One night, the cop was drunk, ran some kids off the road. The cop went over the cliff, burned to death. The kids died too. Not long after that, a uh, family from New York City was found, froze to death, froze to death in their car. Fire department had to hose them down with hot water for two hours just to thaw them out. Every year around the holiday seems to be an accident. About the priest. Leonard, 61. They're all found froze to death in their beds. I was out driving in this mess. I must be Tom McClintic. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. What the hell is he doing? Oh, my God! Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> And now, the Dolls of Horror. What an excellent day for an exorcism. guys welcome back to the dolls of horror podcast the spot to feed your tormented addiction i'm summer i'm jamie oh jamie episode two of spooky christmas season ah! oh my gosh stack the halls you know and boughs of holly and guts and such yeah guts <laughs> this is your pick it is this was a blind pick yes Oh, totally blind pick. I was just looking for different Christmas movies that we haven't done before. And this one, I read the description. I'm like, this one really reminds me of Dead End. What was it called? Yes. Uh, yes. And I was like, it really reminds me of that. It might be a little too close, but I'm like, you know what? It's Emily Blunt. It's like 2000 and what? Like 2007 or something. Yep. Let's do it. And to be fair, we really both really loved Dead End. Yeah, we did. That movie was, that's like on my regular Christmas rotation, like from now and for forever. It's on my regular all year rotation because it's so not Christmassy. It's a Christmas yeah. movie, but it's not a like Christmas movie. You don't so have Santas. You don't have elves walking around. You don't have Christmas decorations, really. Yep. So you could watch that anytime, kind of like you could watch Natty Knox anytime. Yeah. So that's on my all-year rotation. Thank you very much, Jamie, and to the stranger who we still don't know who recommended that to you. I know. I'm like, somebody speak up. Like, you know, <laughs> like, show yourself. Like, we want to thank you. Like, exactly. whoever it was, thank you. Thank you. I don't know who you are, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So when you said kind of like Dead End, I'm like, cool. Because <laughs> if it's as good as Dead End was, we're good. <laughs> I am on board. To be fair, I don't think this was quite as good as Dan Dead was for me, no. but uh, it was no. not bad. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. 
Right. So for those of you who are not aware, we are going to be discussing Wind Chill from 2007. So for those of you who do not know, the synopsis is... Spoilers up the wazoo on this one. Yes, many spoilers ahead. Two college students share a ride home for the holidays where they break down on a deserted stretch of very cold road and are preyed upon by ghosts. One specific ghost, really. Yeah. Directed by Gregory Jacobs. He worked on a movie called Side Effects, which was really good. Did you see that? No, I haven't. Oh, it's mm-hmm. creep. It's good. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and I think Jude Law. I don't, <gasps> oh. I don't remember who the hunky guy was, uh, but <gasps> it was good. I know this one. I haven't uh-huh. seen it, but I know the cover. I, I almost watched it. It is Jude Law because I loved him. So I was like, oh, it's Jude. Um, yeah, don't read anyway. anything about it. Just go in blind. That's the okay. best way. It's okay. such a good movie with twists. Ooh. And I don't know if the description gives away any twists. So just go. Just do it. Okay. Saw that. it. God, I think I saw that about five years ago. And I thought about it ever since. It's, it's, it sticks with you. It's a good one. Okay. He also did Magic Mike. Oh, hey, that one I do know. One of the only (laughs) movies that has ever frightened me. It's not a horror movie, but when people tell me, ask me, when people ask me my scariest movie, I always say Contagion. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oceans 11, 12, and 13. Out of Sight. Uh, Freddy's Dead. Oh, hey. He didn't direct Freddy's Dead, but he worked on it. Cool, Um, cool. Yeah, he did not direct all of these, but he worked on them. A very Brady sequel. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I like that one better than the first one, honestly. It's pretty good, honestly. (laughs) And we just talked about this movie with Billy when we talked about Phoebe Cates, Shag. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. But, yes, it came up. Written by Stephen Katz and Joe Ganjimi. Okay. Sorry, guy. That is very wrong. I know. My apologies. I don't really know anything else these two gentlemen have done, but you know, this one was pretty good. Apparently, this was also done by George Clooney and Steven Soderbergh's production company. I noticed George Clooney's name on it and I was mm-hmm. like, oh wait, I know that like he had a or has, I don't know. I know there was a production company at one mm-hmm. point. So I'm like, I guess that's this. Yeah. Right. Starring Emily Blunt. Ashton Holmes, and of course, Martin Donovan. He just keeps coming up this year for us. Uh, seriously? Uh, like, so I'm watching the movie and I'm like seeing him and I'm like, okay, I'm like, who is this? Who is this? I'm like, he looks so familiar. And I'm like, oh gosh, he like keeps popping up in everything we talk about, I feel like. So, especially yeah. this year. This year's been a big Martin Donovan year for us. We had <laughs> Come to Daddy, we had Pay the Ghost. Yep. This, something else that I'm not remembering. And then what maybe last year we did Haunting in Connecticut. I think. Yeah. Maybe it was last year. Might have been the year before. Time goes by. Anyhow, he keeps popping up for us and we love him. I was going to say, I ain't ain't mad at that. I'm pretty happy that he keeps popping up for us. I'm like, maybe he'll pop up in another movie we do soon. Right? Fun summer fact. I did my cast homework list before I did the rest of my homework or even watched the movie. Oh, fun. So when I saw his name, I went, oh, goody, 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 goody. Favorite kill. Why would he want to kill his own girlfriend? There's always some stupid bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. Mm, I had a hard time. 
Yeah, this one's really hard um, because it's not, I mean, it's not super killy. Like, I kind of have, I kind of have an answer, but it's like a kind of answer. <laughs> Me too. Uh, well, first of all, a lot of our kills are flashback paranormal yes. ghost type kills where she is seeing what, what went down, but they're not graphic. Nope. My favorite kill is not even, I don't, is it a kill? I don't know. It's because of the reveal. And that is, I just called him the freeze-dried cop. That works. <laughs> he was pretty. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, similarly, my my favorite kill, like you don't you don't see the kill on camera, and it's not even like like a kill kill. I just thought the bodies and the reveal were nice. So it's the family that were frozen in the car. So they show them for just like a second, mm -hmm. but like. And again, it's not even like a like a kill kill like or anything. They freeze, I guess. But um, I just like their bodies. Like I liked the reveal. I liked how the frozen bodies looked. So that was that was my favorite one. But this movie had some amazing frozen body work. That's something that I would be scared of is like being stranded in the freezing cold like that. So I was like, ooh, like those look gnarly. Oh, you know, you know, you know. One of my biggest fears is any is like being stranded anywhere yeah. in a desolate area with no help coming. Whether it's cold, hot, doesn't matter. Anywhere, just being stranded. That's why I don't do mountains. That's why I don't do wilderness. I don't hike. I really like to stay in the city where there's a whole lot of people and telephones and all that stuff. Not that the city is safe by any means, but, you know. You have people around, and that's why I don't like wilderness. So definitely, this movie was very frightening for me. Yeah. And getting lost. Getting lost is always a huge fear of mine. Yeah, I know. And when you're in the middle of nowhere and get yourself lost, like, no, no, thank you. I'd rather die. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fashion moment. So many looks. <laughs> yeah, looks. This one was really hard, too. I, I mean, I have out, a couple, but they're again. We'll we'll get into it. I pulled out <laughs> two and a half. What's your winner? Okay, um, so my winner, and again, I had a lot of trouble with this category, and I usually don't, but um, my winner is okay. So in the beginning, when we're first introduced to Emily Blunt, the outfit she is wearing is so 2000s it like made my brain explode um because it's like all the layers of it like it's got the boots and the skirt and the the shirt underneath and the blazer and like but the thing i love the most is the silver belt she's got this <laughs> belt and it is so 2007 like i mean people were wearing that shit i remember i lived it um so i was like yeah it's the silver belt a hundred percent i also have an emily blunt look and isn't it interesting they don't even give these people names it's just girl and guy so we're just going to call her emily for the rest of the movie okay works for me so it's an emily look but it's the going on the trip look also so 2007 <laughs> boot cut pant a layered blouse like yep. a tank layered blouse a scarf and a coat a duster coat and living for it love it i mean aside from the layered blouse because i'm more of like a, a shirt kind of person mm -hmm. that was me that is me who yeah. am i kidding that's me today i mean yeah i never stopped honestly in the best way thank you okay side note 
we've talked about this once before recently, how excited we are that all that fashion is coming back. At the same time, it means I'm I'm retro. Like the stuff that I lived, I just had this talk yesterday, I think, where I was like, oh, wow, it's so cool. I'm so excited. But then I was also like, the stuff that I wore is now retro. To be fair, it hasn't been that long. It hasn't. That's what I'm saying. I'm not ready. Like, it's way too soon. It is way too soon. I am very glad, though, because I've never stopped wearing these styles. Same. It's all I ever wore. You at least, you you branch out. You wear your skinny jeans and you look great in them, but I do not. So I scramble online to try to find boot cut, flare, low rise jeans uh, since they stopped selling them in, in the stores regularly. So it's been very difficult for me to find clothes I like. So when I find something I like, I buy a lot of it in several yeah. different sizes in case I lose weight or gain weight. Yes, I'm a pack ride, I know. Oh, I went on a Hollister binge. <laughs> That's not speaking of 2000. And <laughs> I love it. I miss going into Hollister at the mall. They Take looped- me back to that time. Thank you. They looped <laughs> back around to the late 90s early 2000s and they are selling tons of low-rise boot cut flare jeans and these are actual low-rise jeans these aren't low-rise but still come up to my belly button like all the other ones say no we need the hip huggers yo these are for real so i bought a few pairs to try them on because i've never really shopped at hollister when you know, it was trendy. I was too poor and I'm still too poor, but they had a bunch of stuff on clearance and a bunch of stuff on sale. So I bought several pairs of low rise flare jeans and they all fit except for one size was a teeny bit too small. However, maybe like only five pounds too small. So I knew if I lost a teeny bit of weight and I'm doing that right now, I could fit into them comfortably. And so then I went back and I bought like four more pairs. <laughs> when you find when you find a good spot to get pairs that you like, like, I mean, I say stock up because jeans can be like a pain in the ass to shop for. They're Absolutely. all different. The way that every store like sizes them and makes them differently. So it's like you have to try them on. You can't just be like, that's my size. I know it. No, mm-hmm. you have to try it on. The great so thing you- about these was they're pretty true to my woman's size. That's good. Like I'm typically size 8, 10. And the 8 was a little tight. The 10 fit perfect, which is pretty standard for how 10s fit me right now. Yeah. And they also made them in short and long. So my 5 foot 2 ass could get a short. Honestly, the short was not even a little bit too short. Because I'm like, if these shrink, I'm in trouble with the length. So anyhow, I did. I kept them all and I did go back and I bought a lot more. I didn't spend a lot of money. That's the best part. These were on clearance for $19.99. They're $60 mm-hmm. jeans. And I had a coupon for 20% off. So they came out to about $15 a piece. Sweet. That's awesome. So if I had bought these on the regular price, it would have paid a lot of money, but I didn't. So I stocked up. I'm going to fold them up and put them away. And when one pair wears out, I'm bringing the next one out. Hell yeah, there you go. <laughs> so guys, Hollister, great clearance sales. If you really like your low-rise jeans, not a lot of people do, surprisingly. I know. I don't know how that became like out of vogue or whatever, but I don't wear anything but low-rise. Like I can't wear – if they go above my belly button or on my belly button, like I'm just like, that's not yeah. right. That's not right. 
I'm so You're aggravated right. when that happens. I it, mm-hmm. uh, I was so annoyed. I bought a pair of they advertised them as as low rise at JCPenney online, of course, because no one shops in the store anymore, and I don't have a JCPenney anywhere near me. Yeah, so and they were above my belly button. Mm, wow, I'm like those are high liar. Yeah, I know liars. Yeah. So, all right, that has been. Fashion Woes with Summer and Jamie. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. What's your runner-up? Um, my God, I feel like all my fashion moments are so lame. Okay. Um, this my movie was so lame fashion-wise. It's not as if they were really outrageous and they weren't. They were they kind of stranded on the side of the road the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I would say it's her glasses just because they get mentioned. They're like a thing, you know, they come up where she's like, wait, how did you know what I look like in my glasses? Because I don't wear them out. So there's just one moment where she puts them on, you know, looks in the mirror and I'm like, they're cute. I thought so too. Yeah. That almost made fashion, but then I put it on props. Well, there you go. They're cute. <laughs> I think it has got nixed out of the props. I think that was on my like panic prop writing, but yeah. props. My second fashion moment is the 50s ghost girl with the flower dress and cardigan. So cute. It was cute. And my half of the fashion moment is her when she comes back as a ghost and it's kind of tattered and it's hot. Yes, it is. I love that. Okay. Best hair. How's my hair? Hurricane proof. Hey, it's all about the hair. Okay, my winner is also the 50s ghost girl, but when she comes back from you know her death whatever is a ghost and it's her hair was blonde and tousled in the beginning and it almost looks like it's an updo now i liked it yeah i remember it wasn't an updo Um, i have to give it to emily such a cop-out but i mean her hair is gorgeous just in general but it's very gorgeous in this the color is really nice and yeah just looks amazing my runner-up is an emily look it is i called it her pre-accident hair yeah <laughs> when they're going into the gas station i know yeah that's cute you know i also like guys his it's like almost a little like little spiky little bit and it's a little crispy just a yeah. little crispy um so i liked i liked guys like just a little crispy it's a little spiky it's a little crispy it's also a little curly it, it doesn't really yeah. know what it's trying to be and i love it i know i'm like it's a unicorn of a hairdo but it's very <laughs> of the time so yes Guy and girl both get my hair moments. It's <laughs> crunchy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Prop we would like to own. I brought something out from my train. Where did you get that? I got three. I got one, two, three, four, five, not including the glasses. I know we most likely have two of the same ones. Probably. What's your winner? Okay, my winner, the thing that I would like most of all is I want the ride board uh, advertisement that says, you know, anyone need a ride to Delaware and then has the little like number tabs. That's what I would like. I would like frame it or something and do get it signed or something. That's my number two. Okay. My number one, I know you got it. The newspaper clipping from December 23rd, 1953. I got to have it. I would display that also framed. Same. Yep. That was that. I did have that one as well. That was my second favorite. 
Lastly, I would love Emily Blunt's huge cell phone, but like with the photo of Guy, you know, that she has at the end. And I would set it up like that and it would sit on its own. I mean, it's huge. So, um, yeah. That was on my original list, but I nixed it for these other items. This is all gas station stuff. Okay. Okay. I have no idea where I would put this, but behind the gas station, when they drive up to the gas station to mm-hmm. use the toilet. It's almost like a, a highway st- sign, and it says pen. It's half destroyed, so it says pen. It looks like it might say 50, but oh, yeah. the zero's gone because it's destroyed, and it's a road sign, basically. And it's really tall, and it's on a pole. I don't know where I'd put it, but I want it. My next Penway pick is the Penway gas station sign, the general sign. You know, mm-hmm. again, where I put that, I don't know, but I want it. <laughs> this is a really, I don't know where I put it. And honestly, I almost put this in fashion because I found it very fashionable, but it's okay. not because it's a wall. In the diner portion of the gas station, when they do that close up on the stranger, yeah, the wallpaper behind him, it's green and has white daisies on it. And I want it on my walls, kind of, maybe all of my walls. I I, I loved it. No one uses wallpaper anymore. I don't know if it's a wallpaper no. or a painting. I don't know what it was, but I want it. It was awesome. I know it was just diner decor, but it was great. Almost cute. became a fashion moment. Very cute. It is time to talk epic lines. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit. Because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. I did struggle on this, but I am told that you have only one line and it's not mine so i'm gonna let you go okay so you know there were other lines that i wrote down originally and you know it's not like it was like a bad movie or anything it just wasn't super liney right it was a serious movie yes exactly so but my favorite line it's towards the beginning and you know they're getting to know each other a little bit um they're having the conversation about philosophy and everything and she says High school and philosophy, that pretty much covers everything, don't you think? I guess that concludes the entertainment portion of today's flight. She is such a fucking bitch. (laughs) I was gonna, okay, I actually have a note, one of my notes, one of my early twists where I was like, is it a twist? I don't know. And I'm like, she is a bitch. Okay, then. My winner, hands down. I struggled. This was the only one that I said that is a line. Then I had to find the other ones later. Is, again, car conversation. That's kind of all we have. Story of my life never fails. You, girls, women... I mean, you seem cool at first. What so are you talking about? You should all come with a with a warning, like car mirrors. Objects in belly shirts are flakier than they appear. You want to talk about flaky? Because I'll go there. How about guys who pretend to be from Delaware to meet girls? Okay, how about we just stop talking all together, huh? <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, great, great. That's perfect, because now I'm not some Nietzsche-spouting girl of your dreams. Suddenly I'm not worth knowing, right? My number two, first runner up, very beginning, kind of 10 minutes in, when they're trying to still kind of make awkward conversation. 
next gas station, you see, do me a favor and pull over. I gotta pee. Yeah, okay, I'll keep my eyes peeled. What? Oh, it's that phrase, keeping your eyes peeled. <laughs> Just kind of creepy, you know? Yeah, it is, sort of. Yeah? <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of uh, peeling eyeballs, did you know that's how they do the, that uh, corrective eye surgery? Yeah, they use a laser. Yeah, they do, but there's also peeling involved. I saw it on Discovery Health. You know, if more people knew about the whole peeling part, they might think twice before going under the knife. It's a laser. They use a laser. I'm having corrective eye surgery over the break. Why? Why? Because I hate wearing my glasses, okay? But they look so good on you. How would you know? I never wear them outside my dorm. Hey, here's your gas station. <clears throat> And by the way, oh my God, you creepy little man, you. When he's like, they look so good on you, how do you know? I never wear them outside. First sign, he's a creepy ass stalker. And even she says it at like 50 minutes in when he recites her favorite creepy meal. Like that yeah. is just the weirdest shit. You know, her meal is duck liver pate and olives. And and she's like, that's pretty much the exact meal I'd, I ordered. <laughs> but anyhow. All right. <clears throat> Scary. My number three. Your head is bleeding. Huh? Your head is bleeding by your ear. It's nothing. It doesn't look like nothing. It's a lot of blood. Well, the scalp wounds bleed a lot, you know? Head wounds in general. That's why if you're ever in a bar fight, what you should do is pick up a beer bottle and smash the other guy across the bridge of the nose because it'll make his eyes fill with uh, blood and snot and... It'll buy you, buy you time to get away. So. That's really useful. <laughs> to which I said, that is really useful. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'll lock that one away. You know, this isn't really an epic line, but I really did also enjoy the conversation about their Christmas traditions and Black Pete. Mm -hmm. So did your family do the whole traditional family Christmas? Yeah. You? No, uh, my grandparents are Dutch, so I was raised on salted licorice and Sinterklaas. <laughs> How's that different from regular Santa Claus? Well, in, instead of the North Pole, he lives in Spain, and uh, instead of elves, he's got this enforcer named named Black Pete. So he's he's basically like your Santa Claus, only scarier. <laughs> it's charming. Because that was always the legend in my home. Now, I am not of that culture that Black Pete comes from. But my dad used to always threaten me with Black Pete. Not Krampus. Oh Black Pete. So I know exactly who Black Pete is and what he did. I mean, and I mean, uh, the photos you look up, up online it's very cringy. Oh my God. Yes. Um, no, 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 no. So wrong. But I grew up with Black Pete. So, yeah. aw. You're yeah. like, I know that guy. Ooh. I do. <laughs> Krampus, I heard of in my adulthood. Black Pete, I was afraid Black Pete was going to come take my toys away. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I'm watching you, Black Pete. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Holding on to my toys. 
All righty. It is time to talk about our actors. But before we do that, we need to take an ad break. Now there's about 20 of them out there. What will we do? Don't worry. We're safe in here. They'll never get in. Why is it that in every zombie story, people always think that their safe haven is invulnerable? I know. It's like, hello, the walkers are totally going to get in. You better get ready for it. <laughs> Diane, get behind me. No, it's not stopping. Do something, Jack. And another thing. How come nobody in a zombie story has ever seen a zombie story? Do you know how much time in human life would be saved if just one person in the group was up on the genre? What do we do? Aim for, for the, the head. head. What? Aim, Aim for, for the, the head. head. You heard them. Aim for the head. Quick, Diane. I think we should try and fix the barricades. I think we should listen to them. Now that's the first good idea they've had all episode. I still don't think they're going to make it. Aim for the Head, a weekly podcast covering the hit AMC programs The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Join hosts Diana and Steve as they recap and discuss the latest episodes. Aim for the Head, available on iTunes. You can also follow them on Facebook. And now for acting. I know every face in here. i got a respect for the unknown actor. Okay, now we don't have to do Martin Donovan again. We've done him to death. I know. He's awesome. We love him. He's handsome. <laughs> Emily Blunt playing girl. I'll let you begin. Okay. So I just wrote down a few of my favorites of hers. Um, but, you know, I'll just start with um, Devil Wears Prada. I love that movie. And she's great in it. The Adjustment Bureau. I haven't seen that. Um, oh, I think it's Matt Damon. It's sci-fi, but not like space alien sci-fi it kind of reminds me of dark city a little bit yeah have you seen dark city i have it's very dark city okay she plays a ballerina by the way and it's awesome watching her dance and i do i think i think this is one of the movies where they did that face replacement technology before it was super popular too but she did do a lot of dance training and such so i really love the adjustment bureau because of the dancing and it was also a very good movie Awesome. I mean, I really liked um, Quiet Place. I haven't seen the second one actually yet, but Quiet Place. I have not seen Quiet Place. It doesn't really seem like the type of movie I, I would have liked, so I didn't watch it. Um, she was great in it, and it's her and her husband, and that was kind of well, cute. She's great in everything, to be honest. Girl on the Train. Girl on the Train? Whatever that movie's called. Yeah. She's also in Looper. Oh, I remember Looper. I forgot about Looper. Mmm, Into the Woods. Oh, Yeah. Um, she was also in, actually, that's all the ones that I wrote down for, oh, uh, Your Sister's Sister. Oh, yes. That was cute. I have a few more. Uh, another cute one, I consider a holiday movie, Dan in Real Life. Have you seen it? I haven't. Steve Carell, Dane Cook, a bunch of people you know. Aww. I mean, you, you recognize most of the people in this cast. She's in it. It's a really fun, sort, sort of depressing family film, but also okay. heartwarming at the same time. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's not a total downer. Well, that's good. It just has real life downer moments, right? Yeah. Wolfman, of course. Right. And Edge of Tomorrow, a.k.a. Live, Die, Repeat. I don't even know what they're calling it nowadays. Same. Um, Ashton Holmes, who plays our guy. The only thing I knew was the show Revenge. He was in season one. Henry watched season one. That's it. I knew him from Acts of Violence. Um, now, I will say... and. 
okay, he's one of those weird ones where I could have sworn I knew him better. And Same. I, I really did. I thought I recognized him. Maybe it's the hair and it was just like he looked of the era, but I thought I knew him way more. I just knew him from Acts of Violence. However, Summer, he is in a movie that's called Cold Turkey. I've never seen it, but I'm just going to read you the description really quick here. Please. Because we're maybe going to have to check it out. Thanksgiving for the eccentric Turner clan turns into a train wreck when insane daughter Nina comes home for the first time in 15 years. So it sounds like a Thanksgiving horror movie. It's called Cold Turkey. Nina is a character in it. Nina! And the poster is uh, pretty sweet, too. So check that one out. It's called Cold Turkey. Well, we we may have found another Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. (laughs) He kind of reminded me now in looks alone, nothing else, not in voice, not in mannerisms, nothing else. Only when you look at him, he kind of had a Jesse Eisenberg quality. Very much so. I, I actually thought that when I watched him at first, I was like, it's not him. It's not Jesse, but he looks kind of like him. Right hair curly hair and all that so oh, yeah. maybe that's what we're confusing him with sorry be. sorry guy okay. <laughs> ned bellamy our snowplow driver i really really love this movie so much the possession is like a jewish possession story i haven't seen it but i saw that on the list and i'm like i have to watch that it's really good Oh, cool. It's really good. I have loved this movie. This might be one of my favorite possession movies, actually. Okay. Have to watch that. Um, he's in being John it being John Malkovich. I love that movie. Yes, we talked about that recently too, in something. We did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, Con Air. Um, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. He's done some other Tenacious <laughs> D stuff too. Mm, that's awesome. He was in season four of Chicago PD. I think that's the last season I watched. He's an Ed Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Jeff in Saw 1. Yep. And that's it. I, that's all I had for him was Saw was the last thing. I got antitrust, bats. I like bats. Have you seen bats? I need to see it. I mean, like, I feel like I've, like, vaguely remember pieces of that. Like, I might have seen that on TV at one point when I was younger. Because it's kind of like a fever dream for me. I, like, right. like, I can kind of remember it, but not fully. So I'd, I'd have to watch it to actually watch it, watch it. House part four. <laughs> I, I still haven't four. seen that one. I love four. ER, he was in season 12 of ER. And Paradise City. Oh, I haven't seen that. That's the Andy Black one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I watched it because it became, after we talked about it, it became available on Tubi, so I watched it then. Oh, cool. It's not bad. Oh, I'll have to check it out. I've always meant to. Yes. The Django Unchained, and I did my homework before we lost Matthew Perry, but he was in the whole 10 yards. And reading this back now, I went, oh. I know. I know. So wild. Ian Wallace playing our priest. 19 credits. The only one I really knew was Masters of Horror in season one. He was in the Laurie Petty movie of that franchise. Okay. And Caprica, but honestly, that was more Henry's show than mine. Yeah, I didn't really know him. A lot of these people, it was like one thing. Yeah. Donnie Lucas playing The Stranger, Midnight Club, very popular right now. I haven't seen it yet. I know Heather Heather Langdenkamp's in that, right? Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, the Beaches remake from 2017 with Adina Menzel and Nia Long. 
it's not great, but it happened. I haven't seen it. You know, I, I always love Idina because I saw her. Uh, my only Broadway play I've ever seen was Wicked, and she was she was in it. It was first cast, you know, original cast. Um, so I have her autograph and everything. Love her, but yeah, I just wasn't that interested in seeing that, and so I haven't. Okay, moving on. Our blonde girl, my MVP for like fashion and hair, apparently, yes. <laughs> is Shilan Simmons. She was Chloe in Tucker and Dale. Anything else for her? Oh, yeah. She was also in John Tucker Must Die. Mm-hmm. Love that one. And Final Destination 3. Yes. Oh, my God. Final Destination 3. I love that one. I love Part 3. I just rewatched it, too. So she was actually kind of fresh in my mind. Like, I just right? rewatched that. Yeah. It's funny because I, I realized when I was looking at her credits, of course, we've already talked about her because she was Chloe in Tucker and Dale. But... She was little Lorianne and It from 1990. I remember talking about that. I know. That was the only other thing I had on my list for her. I'm going to go back to what we talked about before because I love these things so much. She was in the bingo movie. It's about a dog. Aww. It's from the early 90s, and it was a kind of a childhood favorite of mine. Cute. I know. This movie, this bingo movie, had, like, everybody in it. It had oh so many actors you would recognize. Ugh. Anyway. Very cute children's movie. The show Jack's Place. And she was in Carrie, the remake from 2002. Now, of the two remakes they made, that one is actually my favorite. I still haven't seen it. I need to. I just, it's so that, I was good. like, mm -mm. it's so good. And it's ironically, it is a made for TV movie. And it's just, for me, it's be much better than the theatrical remake that they made. Angela Bettis plays Carrie, and no one does awkward like Angela. So everyone, oh. y'all should go check it out. See, I also have Christmas movies, of course, and then See No Evil Part 2. I still need to see that. We've been over this. Yes, for years, girl. Get on that. You know, maybe, maybe this weekend I'll throw it on. <laughs> um, I hope so. It's so worth your time. Yeah. Darren Moore playing our clerk. Do you have anything for him? You know, I didn't know him very well. Um, he was in Snakes on a Plane, though, and Freddie got fingered. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. He was also in season two of Bates Motel and season two of Masters of Horror, the one called Dance of the Dead, one that's directed by Toby Hooper. Jessica Louds is in it and Robert England as well. So, Lyndon Banks playing our proctor. I just have a lot of Christmas movies. Yeah, I a didn't lot. really know him. Christina's House. Have you seen that one? Mm -mm. Oh, Christina's House is good. Antitrust also for him. Okay. Lastly, I have uncredited. He was Ian Thompson playing the trucker. I'm just mentioning him because he's a crew man. He worked in the transportation department for most of his career uh 87 projects including yeah. come to daddy yeah <laughs> uh the fog remake white noise movie of the weeks mother may i sleep with danger with yes. Corey spelling hello yeah talk about one of the granddaddies of all like made for tv lifetime style like movies i fucking love that one yes ah, i love it it's like ah he worked on that like that's so cool have you seen the remake yet I did. The James Franco one? Mm-hmm. I did. I, I haven't seen it yet, I'm afraid. Is it good? Uh, it's just 
Just give just it watch a watch. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually would love for you to watch it so we could talk about it. Okay. Uh, so check it out. It's got some it's got some additions to it. Um, anyway, just check it out and you'll see what I mean. <laughs> especially, especially since I have so much love for the original. Yeah, I know. I do too. So it's different, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, he also did other movie of the week. Abduction of Innocence with Katie Wright. Stand Against Fear with Shanna Reed, among others. And he's also credited in a lot of projects as a fire truck wrangler. I noticed that too, and I thought it was fascinating. I'm I'm so interested in this man and his career. Like I really yeah. am. I would love to know what a fire truck wrangler does. And oh my gosh, God bless you, sir. Transportation is such a thankless department in any field so and so very necessary you know working conventions those, those transportation people go cuckoo bananas picking up and dropping people off trying to find it's just like the worst so i mean good on you sir yeah and it's cool because he was like the truck driver you know or car driver in like exactly. 60 plus movies or something so it's like right i would love like i'm like i would love to interview this man just learn about his journey and like his work because i'm like that's so like niche and cool and important and i'm like that's really interesting tell me yeah. your story sir he's basically a stunt driver yeah it's awesome right? mm -hmm. it's awesome cinematography I've, I've never seen anything like this before in my life Cinematographer is Dan Lauston. He did the John Wick movies. He did Crimson Peak and Silent Hill. And that makes so much sense because I can very much see Silent Hill style in this. I can too. I and Crimson. I on recently again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did The Possession. Hey. Mimic and a whole lot of things mostly from Europe. Cool. Okay. So let's also talk this real quick. This was filmed in British Columbia specifically Manning Park and the University of British Columbia, the Robson Square campus. If you want to visit 800 Robson Street, Brenda Mines Road in Peachland, British Columbia. So if you want to try to find our roads, be careful. Yeah, exactly. Be careful. Bring a jacket. Watch out for that wind chill and the ghost and everything. And also filmed in Vancouver. So we had a, a lot of, you know, fun little locations here. Yeah. I kind of want to walk that campus to try to find those campus shots and line them up. I know. The campus was beautiful. Like, it really was. pretty. I think this is a mission for Grim Life. I think so, too. They should do it. Oh, my gosh. Talk to them. Okay. Yeah. I will let you lead our cinematography. And sure. You know, I didn't write a whole lot down with this one. It's It was, like, so mixed for me because some of the shots, like, when it was, like, some of the shots were too dark for me. Like, it got a little too dark at points. Um, when it wasn't too dark, I thought it was really pretty. You know, it looked great when it wasn't too dark. Um, mm -hmm. It started off with, like, there were a lot of, like, blue tones. Mm -hmm. Um you know, which I thought were cool. Um, I liked the little like through the windshield shots when they were driving and you see the road and you're like, okay, they're kind of isolated out there. I don't know about this shortcut. Um, let me see. And then there was a, there was one shot I really liked. I think it was towards the end. And like, you're looking through the frames of that like house, that like mm -hmm. house that they go to, you're looking through the frames of the house, which was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I, it was a mixed bag for me. Some of it was just too dark. 
the parts that weren't looked very pretty. Yep. Again, the night, the night <laughs> stuff. And a lot of this stuff kind of happens, you know, at night. So it was like, oh, I wish I could see it better. But when it wasn't too dark, it was beautiful. But so here's something that's very interesting that I saw. I don't know if you picked up on it. Maybe I, I mean, it didn't have a payoff. So maybe it was a mistake. But there was one scene kind of, I think it was, it was towards the end. Shit's going down. Window is completely snowed over pretty much at this point, except for that one little peekaboo hole, which yeah. love those, by the way, those scenes. Me too. There's someone walking in front of it. There's someone walking in the background through that peekaboo hole. Did you see that? I did. But, yeah. but there's no I payoff. Was... Yeah, I know. And I was like, who is that? Because like, they don't like, they don't, like she doesn't see or whatever, right? right. I don't think. But well, they're we both looking it. at each other. We yeah, see yeah. it. We see, and then, like, yeah, nothing really happens with it. <laughs> so was that a mistake? Because those the scenes inside the car were filmed on a soundstage. Oh. So was that a mistake and someone accidentally walked through the shot and they didn't reshoot, couldn't reshoot for some reason oh. and had to leave it in because it was an important dialogue scene? Maybe, maybe. Anyway, yeah. that really bothered me because I kept expecting something to happen. <laughs> You would. I do remember seeing that and being like, okay, and what's that? Who's that? Is that uh, something going to happen now? <laughs> but then I also thought to myself, well, maybe that was, you know, your red herring or maybe not. I don't know. Or yeah, I'm thinking too much into this, but was that a mistake yeah. or was that intentional? I just want to know. I also questioned my sanity because I, I only saw that once and I made the note and I moved on. And I'm like, was I imagining this? Did no, that really I saw, happen? I saw it too. Good. Yeah. That makes me happy. Okay. So I really, really, really love those sweeping shots as she escapes the the loop, what the internal loop, whatever they call that, yeah. what they're stuck in. And then she finally sees civilization again and it's day, daylight comes out and it's so bright and glorious. And because there's snow everywhere, it's reflecting off of the snow as snow does. And it's so pretty. And so I love that. And uh, let's see here. Oh, I also later on in that scene, her seeing her creepy companion being taken away by the coroner like that one. Mm-hmm. I really loved how they did all like the flashback expositions of the cuts between the flashbacks in the present day of the events of the 1950s. Yeah, they did that a was job super cool, especially when you know he's ripping the 50s girl out from the side of the windshield, breaks the windshield and rips her out, and then Emily kind of gets gets taken out too, and then we go back to the 50s. It's awesome. Um, yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, and then. Ooh, my last one I really liked. When help comes, right, finally, mm -hmm. the headlights on her face in that moment where she sees, because she's like, is it the, the guy, yeah. right? Or is it real help? What's happening? It's awesome. And you really think she's going to get out at this point? Or is he a ghost too? We don't know. I adored it. And I really loved his death. This should have been on my list. I don't know why. Sorry, guy. This really should have been on my list because his death was amazing because you see exactly what happened to Mr. Copman. Mm -hmm. You see the priests ignore him because he's a horrible person. Yeah. I mean, go you. you know? I know. I'm like, ooh. I'm you team see, priest on this one. I'm I am. Team priest, but I'm team priest on this one. <laughs> yeah, you see him die, burned to death, and then – how he kind of becomes immortal 
almost mm-hmm. Freddy's dead style, honestly. Yeah. And then he kills her her companion, her Savior. her rescue driver, mm-hmm. right? And it's so quick. And it's how you see you see him get all frozen and stuff. And oh, it was good. It was pretty. It was that's pretty. my favorite kill. I take it back. That is my favorite kill. Yeah, actually, that one was really good. It was really good. You actually saw it. I take yeah. everything I said back. That's my new favorite. And the other ones follow in order. Yes. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Anything else? Yeah. Pretty much it for me, too. Special effects. Doesn't matter what happened. What matters is what looks like what happened. And what looks like what happened is pretty nasty. Oh, Mike Fields did RFX on this one. He did. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Deadpool. Okay. Cabin in the Woods. Oh, whoop, whoop. Jennifer's Body. Mm-hmm. Trick or Treat. Wow. Underworld. X-Men, Claude, a.k.a. The Unknown, Lee Purcell has a tiny little part in that. Hmm. Kingdom Hospital, Elf, 13 Ghosts, Final Destination. Wow. Good stuff. 50 other people were credited in effects and visual effects, of course, but he was the main guy who had all the credits. Awesome. What do you got for effects? Oh, let's see here. Okay, so I will say I think one of the things I liked the best special effect-wise, um, other well, okay, their freezing work, like their wind chill work mm-hmm. was really, really good. That was my favorite part is like the frozen people, like people's frozen corpses. And yeah, even Guy, the guy looks good, you know, when he freezes to death. Like he looks really good, his face where you're like, oh, yeah, he frozen, like he froze to death. Um, so I really like that. But then like, so there was this like, when when they're looking in the house towards the be like the first time they go into this house, and I still mm-hmm. don't, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I missed some of the story on this. I'm like, what is the house? Um, but anyway, the house that they're in um, at one point, he's walking around, I can't see shit because it's dark, you know what I mean? But there is like at one point where there's like this ghouly head thing. Yes. And it like opens its mouth, I think, or something. And like I liked that. I was like, that's cool. And I'm like, oh, hey, it's not just kind of a creepy stalker thing. There's these ghoulies. I can't see anything else in the house, but I liked that. And let's see. Ooh, the other thing that I thought was um that was I thought was actually really good is when he has his hands like frozen to that pole or whatever, mm-hmm. or that thing that he hit the cop with, and she has to help like pull his hands away from it, like pull his hands off. It's kind of mm-hmm. like it's all frozen. So I liked that too. There was some a little bit of weird CGI in it. A little bit. I said I really loved the frostbitten ghosts. Mm-hmm. I really loved our New York family frozen to death. So basically good good frozen corpse work in this one, as you said. I loved the uh I called him the gooey stranger on yes. the side of the road. But yes. when he opens his mouth and that CGI snake comes out. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I know. And like, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of explanation with that either. But anyway. It's just something cool to add in for creep factor. I exactly. completely agree with you on that explanation thing. I, I thought I missed something too because I wasn't paying attention. So that made me feel much better about about that. No, I know. I, I, there's things I don't understand in this movie, okay. but that's okay. <laughs> Dead End did a lot better in explaining at the end, exactly what was going on. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> Except for that last twist when you're like, what? Yeah, I know. What? It wasn't all of, of what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Watch Dead End, guys, please. Yeah, please. It's great. Because <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but what? What? <laughs> I saw all the other twists. I didn't see that one. I know. Oh, my gosh. I don't have any other effects work, really. It's not, Like you said, it's not super kill heavy. It's not very effect heavy. The frozen work was amazing, though. Yeah, frozen work was great. Um, yeah, and, you know, the, the kind of ghouly, like the ghosties looked cool, too. Yeah. This is very interesting because I read this morning that this was all filmed on a soundstage, right? It, except okay. for outside. Outside was outside and it was really cold. This is all filmed on a soundstage inside the car. And they did a really good job at making it look really cold. I was so easily believed and tricked into thinking they were really outside in the cold inside this car. Oh, same, same. I would have never guessed it was a soundstage. Nope. So good. Yeah. And a lot of times you can see that or understand that it's a soundstage. Yeah. It looks too clean. It's too yes. quiet. It just doesn't. It looks perfect and controlled, whereas this did not look perfect and controlled. So good work. I'm sure yeah, they probably added in breath and stuff to imply that, but it wasn't overkill. So it was great. No, it looked freezing. Yes. <laughs> and our actors did a great job at portraying that as well. Yes, they did. Alrighty, music. Clint Marshall did our music on this one. He also did Black Swan, The Wrestler, Definitely Maybe, and Requiem for a Dream. Oh. I really love, we had this lovely violin score. Yeah. It was so pretty. I went and I YouTubed some of it and I downloaded it to my playlist because it was so beautiful. Some of the music in this was really gorgeous. I actually like the the song at the beginning of the movie, too. It just had mm -hmm. a cool vibe. So great job on the compositions. Did not take us out of the action like we sometimes yeah. are, right? Exactly. I love the use of rocking around the Christmas tree. I know. It was used in the way that We've Only Just Begun was used in 1408. Was that the song they used? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was. It was a Carpenter sure. song. I think that's the one that they used. But when shit's about to go down, the, sun, the song comes on. And that's what they did in 1408. And it was awesome. I love music is a sign of impending doom. I do too. I really loved that part as well. That was one of my main notes I had. I also had one point where I, I don't know exactly where it was, but I wrote dissonant, dissonant, we have to work together music, uh, where they have this, there's a moment where they, you know, it's like, well, we're in the car now together. Didn't want to, don't trust you, but yeah, we're kind of in a situation. So right. Yes, we have to work together, even though you would creep. But... Oh, and then we have Jingle Bell Rock, of course. I liked all the Christmas songs on the radio. It was yeah. like, and I love when movies have like the song come through the radio. Um, yeah. where, you know, you can tell it's like a little, the sound is not, it's, it's different. It's through radio. So it's I not as crisp and perfect. Yes. I love when movies do that. So a lot of all their Christmas tunes were basically through the radio. Aging. Stand the test of time. <laughs> That it was cell phone, though. Uh, that cell phone is huge. Okay, the other thing I had to say, I was cracking up about it. Okay, there's one point where she asks him, and I just don't think people use this, like, say this anymore. She said, you don't have a cell? 
And it's like, people don't say cell anymore. They just say phone because it's just a phone. But this was 2007. So she yeah. asks him, you don't have a cell? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> there was one movie that we talked the, about that we talked about this on. And I, think so too, and I, I don't remember what. what movie it was, but they used the phrase cellular device. I know. And you're like, oh, boy. Nobody calls it that anymore. <laughs> wow. Oh, it, mm. might have been. It wasn't because it was with I was talking about it with you and not with um, Tori. But they they said something along those lines in Scream also. Yeah. But yeah, they called it a cellular device. And geez, <laughs> not only do you use the long form of cell, you added a device in after that. Yeah. That's really that really shows like the like the time as far as like how integrated cell phones were or weren't, you know, because mm -hmm. it's like it's a device. It's like it's a phone. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the yeah. other thing I have to say that other than the clothes, you know, and the hair really like putting you in 2007 deep in it. Um, I will say the 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 ride board. What a 2007 kind of thing, right? They don't yeah. have ride boards anymore. Now it's ride shares. So you would just put on your app, whatever. But it was literally like you pull the little tab and it has the number that you can rip off and take. Like it was, they don't do job boards anymore. Like, I mean, um, uh, ride boards like that. Or <laughs> job listings like that. I nope. mean, mm -mm. Nope, 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 nope. This is definitely early to mid 2000s and i love it i do too twist you know what i think it is you know i think it's her father and why can't they find her pops man because he's probably dead his body will come popping up in the last reel somewhere eyes gouged out fingers cut off teeth knocked out i got some here Okay, um, they had a class together. She doesn't He's, remember. I know that she does not remember. <laughs> He's seen her in glasses. That is creepy and suspect. He called her his friend. Ooh. Shortcut. I don't know about that. He lied about Delaware. Ooh, there's going to be a bad wind chill tonight. He's bleeding. He's also pissing blood later, but he's bleeding. Um, He's just a stalker. I had lots of other little hints to that, and I just summed it up as he's a stalker. He is. There's weird people in the forest. There are. There's an evil ghost cop. Yes, there is. History is repeating itself. Yep. Plow, crash, and now back to the car. And that's about all I had. <laughs> I love that scene. I do too. I think it was so cool. Every time that she got like brought back to the car, very cool. It's true. I love especially the crash because you got our exposition mm -hmm. of exactly what happened back then and what's been happening since then. And it's so funny. He said something along the lines of when he picked her up, you know, every year on Christmas Eve, there's a car crash, so it's almost like he's doing his yearly car crash rescue patrol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except this time he got her when she was alive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Pacing. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? 
I had trouble with this movie the first time I watched it. Okay. Second time, no issues at all. Flew by. I think okay. I just kind of needed to know what was going on before I was really like all in. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, this one, you know, it wasn't a super long movie, but um, there were some points where it was a little slow for me or a little hard for me to pay attention. But I think that's mostly just because there was a lot of like dark scenes, you know, when it was and it, I lose my attention when I can't see it. So, you know, I did kind of lose, I did kind of lose it a little bit when mm-hmm. the scenes were too dark. That kind of pulled me out of it. Because I'm like, what's happening? What's inside the house? Oh, there's a ghoulie face. But what else is in there? I can't see anything. Get a it flashlight, is kind of, please. Yeah, it is kind of a slower investigating movie. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a mystery. It's a mystery thriller. It's not a fast-paced horror film. And no. I think once I knew that i went in knowing that i was fine it was just before that that i was having issues for sure scary (laughs) oh this movie's scary for me oh we just talked about why in the beginning of this show another reason why i would not be putting myself in that position yeah i mean um the thought of like succumbing to the elements is very scary to me like i actually like being outside i like nature i like going into the mountains i like hiking all of that i don't do it that often but i like it but the idea of like freezing to death really freaks me out i don't like that idea uh, <laughs> so that was scary to me like when they're sitting in the car and they're cold and you could see how cold they are and like you can see that like it's starting to affect their bodies and even like just like how they think like oh i don't like that idea being nope. stuck inside a car and freezing to death like that is scary and crashing and being and no not being found you know what i mean where it's like they're totally they're totally in a dark kind of confusing place like they're turned around it's like what do you even do uh, that's scary mhm i had I actually put a number on this movie for scary rating. Not only one number, but two. This is exactly what I wrote. And this was weeks ago. I forgot about this. Road trips, being stranded, no help coming, terrifying 10. That is a 10 on the scary scale for me. Being stranded with ghosts and demons in eternal recurrence. That's a one. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the stuff scary. Right. So the stuff that they put in to scare you, of course, whatever. Yeah, I know. I'm like ghost. Yeah. Right. But the real life stuff that happens to people all the time, terrifying. Yeah. And I will say too, I can't I can't believe it didn't even come up at any other point. But uh there's the scene where, you know, she has to climb the telephone pole. Yes. And, and plug into the tester, like the little box or whatever. That was kind of scary too. I'm not afraid of heights per se, but like, man, that is a scary situation she was in because she has to climb. It's slippery. She's in her mittens, you know, it's cold. Mm-hmm. She's like, got to worry about this evil cop guy showing up too. So that was kind of scary as well that she had to climb up there. She is such a smart cookie. Not only does she know, you know, how to work those technical, you know, scientific mm-hmm. electrical things, but she picks up on the song and that whole thing as well, where he's like, what are you talking yeah. about? I don't know. <laughs> Being 
in a car with someone you quickly realize is a stalker is pretty scary. Uh, yes, because like, oh gosh, I felt a lot of fear for her in that moment when she kind of figures out and she's like, what is going on? Like, what is this? You know, and you're not going to, you're not even from Delaware. Like, what? That, it, that would be very scary. Can I just talk about what a dumb bitch this woman is? Yes. I I put this in story. I didn't really know where to put it, but I'm to saying it now. So she goes to school in the Northeast. Yeah. Yes. And she's going home to visit also in the Northeast in the winter. It's always freezing from December through February minimum. Those are freezing times. And sometimes like for us, even as early as October and as late as late April, it snowed on Halloween here. So, yeah, yeah, you know, in these cold climates, it is frigid for months with no break. And yet she brought zero warm clothes on a road trip in the dead of winter in the Northeast. She kind of deserved to freeze to death from her stupidity. I'm just saying. Yeah, because it's like, um, okay, I get that, like, you know, you're going, you're going home, so you didn't have, you, like, you packed light, but at the same time, um, anytime I'm traveling and it's cold, like, I always have, like, at least a sweater, an extra jacket, an extra hoodie, like, in my bag, because, you know, you might have to, like, hey, you might have to get up and get out of the car and walk to the gas station, you know, whatever, it's weird that she didn't have at least like a couple extra layers like on her person, like in her bag. A warmer I, coat. I, that coat is so thin. I know. And it's like, yeah, to me, I'm just like, I don't buy that. I didn't buy that because it's like, I get that she packing light. She's visiting home. You know, I don't always pack crazy heavy when I visit my parents because I have stuff there. But if I was going home and it was winter and it was a car ride, I would have at least a couple of extra things in my bag. I remember on these road trips we were taking as kids because my folks really love to travel to the mountains for day trips. It was like a two, three hour drive, something like that. Right. We always packed extra coats, um, yeah. extra walking shoes, just mm -hmm. and that was implemented in my household going anywhere in town. If you're going to wear cute shoes like sandals or heels or something, you need to bring a pair of sneakers just in case you break down and you have to start walking. Exactly. So unprepared. She's so dumb. I mean, she she has it coming. She has freezing to death coming to her for not preparing for winter. She lives in the winter. I don't buy that. Mm -mm. Yeah, I know. She should have been more prepared. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't even have the excuse of, I'm in New York for a school. I've never had a real winter. She lives in Delaware. It's just as cold. She grew up in Delaware. I know. Anyway, I digress. Thank you. That's been bothering me. That's that's the main thing that bothers me about that movie. This movie. <laughs> I well, it is upsetting. It's like I didn't buy that. Um, I didn't buy that either. Story. Tell us a story. What story? Yours. You know, this whole eternal recurrence. I love they put a name to it too. Mm -hmm. um, while I liked this movie, Dead End did it better. Very. And this whole, like, when will they get out of this loop situation? Oh, yeah. Dead End did it way better. Yeah. But I have always loved the trope of dying in an accident or event and continuing not knowing that you're dead. Campfire Tales did it. 
dead ended at six cents and on and on and on. I love this trope. I can't get enough of this trope. I I love it so much. I do too because it's like yeah. I mean, it has a lot of like yeah. It's like got a, it's got good it's got good story potential. Like mm-hmm. um, when you have that trope, so I like that too. Um, you know, I will say I there were a lot of elements I liked about this story. I will say it was kind of a lot to throw together mm-hmm. because first of all, you have, I mean, you could have a whole movie in itself. It wouldn't be very like supernatural or scary per se, but you could have a whole movie in itself just finding out that the person that you're in the car with is a creepy stalker. Uh, first, I thought it was like, yeah, okay, so is that what's going to happen? He's going to take her somewhere and they're going to be stranded and it's just these two and she Same. has to get away from him. You know what I mean? Um, so I do like that they flipped that and they had to work together and stuff like that and they're kind of stuck together. But so, yeah, so you have that. You have the stalker element. You have the car crash element. You have the ghost elements. You have the reoccurrence element. So there's a lot of different things, but I did think they did the – I did think – I mean, I thought the stalker – part was like the best part it was really good it was the mystery of it all yeah and the way that they developed that where like you knew that there was something kind of off about him or like his intentions or Mm -hmm. something but so that was like my favorite part of the storytelling I did like the story of the 50s cop I like that he was a cop and he was a bad guy and killed a bunch of people because he's supposed to be like protector or whatever and he's not so he looks he doesn't look like a bad guy he's super handsome super charming Mm -hmm. He's buttoned, you know, he's in his professional stuff. So I do Mm -hmm. like that element of like that person who's supposed to save you, especially in the 50s and you're a woman, you're alone and you're stranded. That'd be terrifying. Exactly. Hey, Jamie. Mm -hmm. Do you have taglines? I do. I have three. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, they're okay. (laughs) Okay, so the first one, there are worse things than dying, which is kind of like, I don't know if that really, for this movie, okay, anyway, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, A road many have traveled, but few escape. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then this one, I guess, is my favorite, Catch Your Death. Hmm. It's and you can catch a cold. Mm-hmm. But still, there's so many different elements to the story here. It's like, which one do you choose? You know, do you go with like the wind chill factor? Because that's the name of the movie. So do you go yeah. with the cold kind of theme tagline? Do you go with a ghost kind of theme tagline? Do you go with a car ride kind of tag? Like, so there's options. I really love the second one, but I think it gives too much away. I think that you don't really need to know what you're watching, what you're going to go into on this one. Yeah, I agree. So I'm going to go with number three because of that. Yeah. And it's clever. It's cute. It's cute. Mm -hmm. They're not bad. We've definitely seen way worse. Yeah. Overall movie rating. Um, So is this one going to be part of my like regular rotation? Probably not. Um, I liked Dead End a lot better. Um, They're similar in some ways as we've talked about. Dead End would always be the one that I went with if mm-hmm. I was going to choose between the two of them. Although that being said, I didn't hate this movie. Um, you know, the acting was good. Um, I liked a lot of elements of it. So it kind of falls towards the middle for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a six right now. I don't know if that's going to go down or up over time. I don't know. Um, we'll see. Just a six. 
I'm kind of with you. I'm a little lower. I'm going with a five. All the things you just said. I will probably watch this movie once every few years. I did purchase it on iTunes. So I own it now and I can watch it whenever I want. And yeah, I liked it. I did like it. It was a little slow. It was a little dark. Dead End did a better job. But I enjoyed it. And I think the twists and turns of it were really fun. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, so what number did you give it? Five. Five, okay. I think I said five. I don't – well, I gave it a five if I didn't say five. Okay. I can't <laughs> I even remember. It. I can't you even said, remember. I'm right there with you, but I'm a little lower. A little um, lower. I'm not sure if you actually said five, but yeah. I might have missed it. So five. Gotcha. Five. Going <laughs> with a five. I can't even remember if I said it. So, going with a five. I don't hate a five. I tell yeah. people to watch a five all the time. And I my rating did go up on the second watch. First watch was more of a four. As I said, I it was a little slow for me the first time around. But then watching it the second time, I caught all those really cool nuances and stuff. And I understood more what was going on. So it went up from my first viewing as well. So if you do watch this movie and you don't really know what's going on and you're confused and you're like, uh, don't know, give it another watch and try again. Okay, it is fun fact time. That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! Okay, I don't have very many. There's not a lot about this movie. I was wondering. I was like, there's probably not a whole lot of fun facts out there, but... There isn't. And I said these two things already. Apparently, also, there was an earlier draft of the script where they had Guy surviving longer until the confrontation um, with the cop while in the tow truck but they thought it made more sense that he died earlier and came back as a ghost so okay i kind of like that he leads her as a ghost to safety you know i like that thing i like that too i love that it gave me a little goosebumps um Mm -hmm. i really really liked that and well i mean why wouldn't he come back as a ghost the other people who died there came back as ghosts yeah yeah exactly it's time for shoutouts. Whoop, whoop. First and foremost, we have to shout out, of course, Patreons John, Alex, Mike, and Bill. Oh, we love, we love you guys so much. It's going to be really interesting to talk to them about this movie. I wonder if they've seen it. I had never heard of it before you brought it to me. And I'd never heard of it before either. It literally just came up when I was searching for something yep. new. Uh, of course, must shout out Artist Clark. So what are you, an artist or something? These are rather good. They're very good, actually. Guys, it's the middle of December. If you have not gone to Clark's Instagram page and ordered his super sexy Scream Guys, pin up calendar. Why not? What's wrong with you? It's almost January. Uh, you got to get this now. Right now. Now. So, you know, get on that. It's full of his art. They're hot. What more yeah. do you need to know? Hunk up your life. Okay. Horror, mm-hmm. hunk up your life, your year, your whole year. And of course, author David O'Hanlon. What's that book about? Oh, this is something special. Hey, David. 
Have you ever wrote a Christmas book about a babysitter stranded with a creepy kid or something? I don't know. Could be fun. It'd be awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Recent watches. I was home watching television. The, uh, the Exorcist was on. Got me thinking of you. Oh, man. My week's been really busy, so I haven't really watched a lot of movies this week. All I watched this week was I binged Love is Blind. I went on a reality binge. It was delicious and amazing. (laughs) But that's, like, all I watched was just a bunch of reality television. It was great. (laughs) I did not watch a whole lot either. It's been one hell of a week. But I watched Tubi just put on... The Swamp Thing series with Derek Mears and Virginia Madsen. I, saw I that know. It was on there, and I'm like, I need to watch because I've never seen it. So I'm like, I need to watch it. And I saw that it was on there the other day. So yes, I've never seen it either, oh. and I've been dying to, but I don't have cable or anything. And those were cable shows, and I don't have Netflix, so I don't even know if it's on there or not. So, but I've been dying to watch it. It's on. I started that. I am thoroughly enjoying it, and I really did wish that it had lasted i wish it had lasted yeah okay well i mean i really don't have much else to say on wind chill i'm done are you done i'm done all right come back next week for silent night deadly night part one it's gonna be great punish punish (laughs) the week after we've got silent night deadly night part two Garbage day. (laughs) Pun naughty this, naughty this. Naughty this, that's it. (laughs) Naughty this and garbage day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. We hope you're having a great December, a great holiday season, and a nice festive, however you like to celebrate. We love you. With that, I'm Summer. I'm Jamie. And you've been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the dolls or offer any movie suggestions, feel free to send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. If you really like the podcast and want to help out financially so that the dolls can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening. Bye. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see Every couple tries to stop Rocking around the Christmas tree Let the Christmas spirit ring Later we'll have some pumpkin pie And we'll do some caroling You will get a sentimental feeling When you hear Balls of party rocking around the Christmas tree. Have a happy holiday. Everyone dancing merrily in the new old fashioned way. <laughs>
holiday 